Welcome back to another episode in the combine. I'm Stan the Man. I'm Evil J Dog. And I'm Shoddy. I feel like it's been. It's been a long time. A long fucking time since we recorded. Summer suck. <laughs> <laughs> had a couple of people be like, where the fuck are you guys? I was like, sorry, I don't. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah uh-huh. We do apologize. <laughs> yeah. Whoopsies. Whoopsie daisies. Yeah. It just seems like Shoddy's got a wedding every week. Uh... <laughs> Dude, it's only been two. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well. Take one for the team. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, guys. It's all, it's all my fault. I've, I've been so busy lately. Stan's been real busy uh, spending his work days going to record stores all day. <laughs> record shopping sounds real I busy. I took one afternoon to myself. <laughs> I think I did that last time we recorded, too, though, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Do you like, intentionally job. take the, you know, the day off to work on the show and then just go to record stores instead? No, no, I just, I worked early in the morning, so then I, I went out for errands for work. I was like, fuck it, I'm taking the rest of the night. And no, I get it, I get off. it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll be sending this over to your work. boss, so. Yeah, well, I'll tell her what I was doing. <laughs> well, maybe we'll hear more about these records in a few minutes. Yeah, one, yeah, one of them's in my band. <laughs> uh, should we break it down first and then uh, see what we're doing today? Let's do it. I'll warn you, this one, I, I it's not a lot of a breakdown, but I just kind of wanted to play this song. I didn't have any breakdowns ready, so it's got a pretty heavy riff, though, so uh, I'll work. do the job. Should I know that? Uh, I doubt it, dude. I haven't heard much on okay. this one, but uh, let me know. The band's uh, Liquid Viscera. No. <laughs> awesome name. Um, Fucking awesome name. <laughs> okay, the album's called Cannibalistic Butchery. That track was shit. Something Strangulation. Doesn't matter. Just listen to the whole fucking thing. Uh, look it up or don't look up the cover. That's up to you, dude, because it's... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm doing it because I was looking at the most disgusting... I, I look at one of those blogs, like the mo- 20 most disgusting covers, and I was scarred, but I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> There's like an, a censored one that I bought oh, on yeah. Bandcamp because I don't want to <laughs> see that shit every day, but... <laughs> That's pretty bad. That's pretty yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, that is. I was like, I don't I'm not think putting it's, that in my library. So I bought the. You could buy that. This <laughs> fucking. Gonna, I think I'll buy the CD. <laughs> this wall art, dog. 
I'm putting that right above the bed. Hey, you do you. You do you, guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's fucked up. It's it's fucking it, it, dude. Those riffs, both those riffs could have been riff of the year for me. <laughs> it's like yeah, death they were grind. Pretty good. It's like death yeah, grind yeah. the whole whole way through. It's it's a full album, dude. You could buy that thing for five bucks on Bandcamp right now, digital. I don't know about the CD, but I bought the digital. And dude, it's uh. Little carcass stuff here and there, you know, gory, you know, shit. I mean, the production, though, listen, that production was solid, huh? Oh, yeah. Thick. Do these guys do them themselves? It looks like there's two guys. I don't know, man. I don't know much about them, but yeah. uh, I've just been obsessed with that thing. I have not heard Where'd much you about find them. Uh, I think someone in our Facebook lounge, I think, brought it up or something oh. like that. Yeah, it doesn't like, I don't even know this label. Bizarre. I think I might have seen it on Instagram or something, too. A couple, I've seen it just a couple times, and then, like, that's it, man. Like, not much on this one, but so give it a listen. Like, Death Grind, I mean, I'm not the hugest grind head or anything like that, but this one has the riffs and the grooves to make it, like, real good. So, Liquid Viscera. And yeah, if you're around family, don't pull up the real uh, cover. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm pretty... not really a grind fan, but I was, I was digging that. So, yeah. Anyways, breaking gonna, it down, what are we, uh, what are we doing? Keeping it, keeping it classy today. Let's <laughs> say that we got a. We're doing a new album review. I feel like we haven't done one of those. We stuck no. a couple here in uh, discographies and stuff like that, but we're uh, reviewing the new At the Gates. Yeah, come on, in order. We got what we're listening to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you just jumping right to the end? <laughs> All right, go go for it. No, no foreplay, no nothing with you, Stanley. You're just fucking banging out. I'm out. I'm Never. <laughs> Never. Uh, all right, so we got what we're listening to. Then we have a topic of discussion. Something then you've been pissed we're going about. To be re- yeah, I mean, this is a one that I've been wanting to talk <laughs> about for a while on here, so it's kind of like a 2020 topic that we, for some stupid reason, haven't got around Ooh, to doing I yet. I feel a rant coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not necessarily a rant anymore, though. Like I said, it's an older rant that we never got a chance to talk about, but I feel like we should still bring up. And then we're going to obviously be reviewing the new At The Gates album. Mm-hmm. Jay, do we have an interview or anything? Yes. Uh, I feel like I should just read them both because it could either be one of two. Um, okay, so just, yeah, read them I'll both. I'll do them both. Yeah, we've got an okay. interview with Serena Cherry. She's the vocalist. Well, she Okay, I take this back. Well, she's the vocalist of the band Svalbard, but she's got this new one-woman black metal project called Noctual. So we're going to talk about that and black metal and... Uh, it's fucking awesome. If you haven't heard it yet, check that out or just uh, listen to this interview. Who wants to start us off? It looks like you got three, so why don't you go ahead? Okay. Yeah. I don't have a lot to say about any of them. They're all going to be pretty quick, so I'm not the most prepared yeah. today. Yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> okay. I Sounds guess just good. start with, let's Sounds start good with the boys. first one. All right.
All right, that, that was uh, Internal Infestation. The track was Chainsaw Bloodlust. Bloodlust. <laughs> and it was just off their uh, 2021 demo. Just a three-track demo. Okay, that's why it was... Sound, I, I didn't know if it was like the mastering or something, or if you download a shitty copy or something, but... Yeah, yeah. Makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, not as thick and well-produced as the last one, but... I like the production on this thing. It's just raw and fucking dirty and kind of like it's how it's supposed to be. Because this is just actually I didn't realize that's another death grind uh, band I'm bringing in here, which isn't too normal for me. But this one's got a lot of death going on and everything. But it's just a fun fucking listen, man. Three tracks in and out. Fucking those carcass style vocals. Yeah. You guys that like it? was a good breakdown, too. It was a really good breakdown. You should have used that one. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Why didn't you use that one? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, it says for fans of Demolition Hammer, Morbid Saint, you know, shit like that, Exhumed. I mean, I think that's pretty much nail on the well, head for it. Cassettes sold out, of course. Yeah. <laughs> How much what was it? With- uh, it doesn't say if it's sold out. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I bought the. Oh, I yeah, just bought the digital. Shitty. Well, what good is that going to do me? <laughs> <laughs> did you like it, Stan? I don't know if it's like... I did, yeah. Yeah, I it's did. a little thrashy. I don't know, you know. It was uh the the, the vocal was pretty uh impressive. He's got like a lot of character like, to it, man. I, I, yeah, yeah I, that was one of the things that first drew me into it. He goes into that like heavy metal scream, but no, it was cool. I did like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I kind of uh actually I've got two today that are like just like little three trackers, man. I've I kind of been finding myself doing that this year. Like I don't know, I'm gonna be in trouble at the end of the year because I've just been listening to a lot of like demos or you know, mini releases and stuff like that, like a little bit less on full albums. Oh, really? Got any ones in particular you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just one really cool one. It's called Cellar Death. I don't know. Have you heard of that one? Uh, oh, you're too I, kind. <laughs> I don't know that I'd recommend it. <laughs> I uh, I do the same thing, though. I'm try- I've been trying to play catch-up lately, but I yeah. do the same thing. I do look at these demos, and I'll, I'll listen to demos all, all year long. Yeah. It's like I'm always checking out here and there, but this year I just feel like the, I don't know if they've just been extra strong or, or what, but I've had so many that I've been like buying like little two, three-track ones or whatever. You know, not as many full albums, but maybe that's just me. Anyways, no, it's what not. about you guys? Stand I'll ahead. go. I'll go. Okay. Oh, uh, let's just listen to it. Obviously.
we have there, Stan? That is uh, Crypta, mm. debut album, Echoes of the Soul. I heard of it. Yeah. What song? Uh, that one was, uh, what song is it? Uh, Bloodstained Heritage. Okay. Have you guys seen the band? No. Oh, here, I'm going to post a picture real quick. They're fucking brutal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, this is isn't this the band that had someone from a couple of them from that Nervosa band? Like they were like a thrash band. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I yeah, I've seen this around. I haven't listened to it. That was pretty sick, dude, though, the, man. Dude, this this album's brutal. They're Damn. fucking awesome. And I, I I that clip was like perfect because it showed like they're very thrashy, right? Very uh, but they got those brutal moments. The fucking singer is just all over the place. Right. A bunch and, of badasses. Dude, yeah, that vocal, those vocals were fucked. And the guitarist is so fucking talented. I was going to say that solo at the end, man. Yeah, that's why they had to put like all of it in there. It was just like crazy. But well, it's such say, a good that's, album. That's when it started you know, picking up for me. I wasn't really digging the beginning of it, but once it started picking up a little bit, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, and I started jamming to it. But the, yeah, the, with the solo leading in the, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, every song, like it's so well written and like, so awesome. The only thing I, the only gripe I have about it's like a little bit too squeaky clean of production. It's I did, the only thing I yeah, wish you I could a hear that. Bar. I could hear that, but, but I, I feel it's, like it's not, not enough to make you like not like it. Yeah, exactly. It's such a solid album and yeah. debut and like yeah, especially with that kind of playing. If, if they're doing a lot of intricate shit, you know, you know, yeah. maybe it makes you hear it a little better, or whatever, you know. Yeah, dude, I'm for that. I, you know me, man. I like solos. Like I get sick of stuff yeah. when it's just like too basic. And give me some fucking solos, man. I love them. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'll, like I'll check it out. I've, I've seen some talk about it, dude. so I think uh, people seem to like it. Riffs up the ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. All all girls in this band. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Not every day you see that. No. Maybe that'll be uh, Elodie one day. Yeah, <laughs> I can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, boys, uh, just go ahead and listen to my track, uh, SE4. Listen to that. Uh, so I have fucking no idea how to pronounce this. So it's Volk Vermin 
Vermeldadidi, Vermeldahide, Vermeldadidi, Vol, Vermeldadidi. That's what we're going to go with right now. And the album is Nitig, 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 Nitig. There's a T in there and a G at the end. So Nitig. Yeah, I just how I found them. No idea, but just turned it on one day and it's fucking. I don't know. So their band camp says black, hateful metal. But I just hear a lot of like atmospheric shit. So mm-hmm. it's the song that I let you listen to was uh, self-titled Part Two Lost. So Vol Vermadidi <laughs> Part Two Lost is the name of the song, and it's ten minutes and forty-five seconds. That was like I mm. think around the three-minute-ish mark. Um, so it's it's a journey of you know I feel like black metal struggle at times, but then triumph at times. It's just dude, it's a beautiful album. Uh, the highs, the lows. The build-ups. I mean, the first three songs are together about 30 minutes long. And then you got two, you know, more traditionally length songs clocking in at about, you know, five and a half-ish minutes each. It's not shittily produced, but at the same time, it doesn't really sound polished. So mm-hmm. it, it has a, a nice middle ground to the, I guess, the, the, the black metal quarrel that is producing. It had like yeah. a... I just, I'll go ahead, Sam. Oh, I was in probably the same thing. You're going to say very old school vibe, very... Burzumish mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, that was my first thought. But then also, uh, it had a feel like it was, I don't know, I can't tell from just that clip, but it kind of felt like it was going to be like kind of big. Epic is the wrong word probably, but kind of like. I know what, you're, try- I know what I, you're going I, for. I guess that's what I was trying to say with the highs and the lows. Yeah. It's not necessarily like it's an epic thing, but you can tell that we've reached some sort of a, a climax, if you may. See, mm-hmm. It's and, the whole atmospheric yeah. thing. Yep, exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So that's why I kind of said it was like, it feels like it's a, uh, you know, a, a, a CD or, or I guess music of struggle, but then you do end up accomplishing something mm-hmm. through that struggle. The album art is beautiful. Don't know what the fuck it is. I feel like it's a black and white. I mean, it's just like a waterfall. Yeah, it's, it's a waterfall. There you go. Once I zoom in. Dude, okay. So it, yeah. it, call me crazy, but I'm seeing a cow's head. Does, you guys see that? <laughs> no, I see. It looks like a guy Dude. in a cloak or something almost. Hey, but what the fuck did you guys smoke? Because I want to be on that shit. <laughs> How do you not so, see I, the fucking no, water? I, think it's, I, I do, at the album. But, I looked at the album cover. I was like, this is one of those, like, it's like the the blue gold dress thing. Like, you can see. <laughs> I can kind of see the cow see head the, now. I can kind of see it. You know what it. I mean? Like, Look at the, the bottom right-hand <laughs> corner. You can clearly see foliage with a tree. There's a tree trunk coming I out. know. Maybe but there's I think more there's than there's meets some, the eye, Sean. Yes. Okay. I guess saying. you're right. <laughs> Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyways, yeah, dude, I I liked it. It was hypnotic. I could tell that was something you gotta just put on and let it kind of like flow, you know. Exactly. You just let it go to the like. I'll be honest. I was like doing shit around the house. I just put it on, had it on, and then I just noticed that like the music just stopped. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll be honest with you. I remember I listened to the music, but I feel like I was just so in it that I don't. I had to listen to it again because I was like, what the fuck did I just listen to? Like, first of all, A, how was the album over? I feel like I just turned it on. And then B, what the fuck did I listen to? Like, how do I not remember anything? I mean, solos here and there, highlights, but like I couldn't rem- It just felt like I was in a trance. Yeah, for that that's probably how it's kind of supposed to be, right? Yeah. I that's think it's the keyboards that does that. Like what? The, the keyboards, I got that fucking mm-hmm. like, you know, dark it, melodies going behind the music. kind of shit. Yeah. 
Like, even when it feels like it's slowing down, did you hear the double bass start picking up in the background of that clip? Yeah, yeah. And then, it, and then, and then the cadence just started, and then you felt the speed start building towards the end. So it's just a lot of shit that they're doing right. I don't know if it's one person. I don't know if it's 60. I have no idea. There's literally nothing about this band. They're on yeah. Hinden Heart Records, and I don't know where the fuck it's based out of. Let's see if I can find somewhere here. Yeah, it's kind of like, reminds me, like, uh, makes me think of like that Passage, Passage, the Hyber album mm-hmm. from last year I loved, you know? Kind of like yeah, hypnotic. Yeah, yeah. You put that shit on and just kind of, you know, vibe out a little bit. But yeah, yeah dude. I mean, I I guess they laid dormant for many years after having its fire rekindled after moving to Sweden. But they only they refer to everything as the Volk Verma deity. So I don't know if it's one person or <laughs> if it's. I said a duo a, originally from the Netherlands. Oh, duo. Okay, duo. There you go. Yeah. All right. This is a good transition because we're going to roll into some more black metal. Awesome. Go ahead and uh, hit clip two. Sorry to cut it like that because it was getting into even more good shit right there, but that was <laughs> Spectral Wound, A Diabolic Thirst. And that track was, I think, the first track on there, Imperial. Oh, you butcher. Cezanne Noir. Yeah, I sent this shit to you, Shot, a while ago. Did you ever listen yeah. to it? Yeah, it's been on my list of shit, and I haven't um, honestly gotten around to it, man. Like, there's like two up. albums ahead of it. I know I'm fucking up because obviously <laughs> I heard that and was. Dude, when he, they break right before, when he took that breath, that was so fucking classic. <laughs> I loved it. I fucking loved that. Oh, yeah, dude. There's so many little things like that. These guys are just professionals. Like, they had an album out a couple years back that I liked. I heard, uh, never got, like, full, full into this band. Like, I remember liking it and then just didn't really go back to it or anything like that. But this one is, uh, is a special album. Like, if this isn't on my end of the year list, I'd be fucking surprised. Definitely the, my favorite black metal I've heard this year so far. And, uh... It's nice because it it varies it up a lot. Like they're not afraid about like they'll do. There's a lot of melody in this thing. I was gonna play you this can hear other. It. Yeah, you can hear it. Yeah. Like in that track there, they use it. Some tracks it's less than others. Some it's like over the top melodies and or not over the top, but pretty strong. 
just depends, you know. Some are just more like dark and like more like that early second wave, whatever type shit, you know. But it's all pretty fucking like, it, it's still all pretty raw black metal, you know. It's not like your polished melodic stuff. And I don't know, I get picky with melodic black metal, but this is this is good, man. I wanted to play this track, yeah. uh, Frigid and Spellbound. I was gonna play that because it's it's probably the more most melodic one. It's probably the one like that would rope people in. Even if you don't love black metal, like you probably could get into it if you like dissection and shit like that or whatever. But it, it's like seven minute song and I just couldn't find the right clip. So I thought this was a good one to give you a pretty good taste though. But Stan, I think you would probably like it, like it too. Oh, I like I like love that clip. I'm, yeah. I was I was hoping for some black metal today though. I do say that. Yeah. Well, there you but, go. I yeah, mean, no. I just can't keep up with all these bands named Spectral Whatever, Spectral Lore, <laughs> Spectral Wound, Spectral Voice. Dude, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> but no, I like that. <laughs> Definitely. Still like their name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Just tremolo picking all the fucking time. And mm-hmm. The drummer's pretty sick, too. Like, not just always blasting, you know? Like, he does some cool stuff. I mean, I'm no, I can't tell you what he's doing. I'm not a drummer, but he, uh, he does some stuff. He keeps me interested. Yeah, if you like shit like Dark Funeral or anything that's kind of like more on just the pure black metal side, you know, no experimental stuff. But it's cool because, you know, I know we had that conversation. I think we had on the bonus episode last time, like how much originality do you need in music? You know, remember we talked about that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that was the Patreon episode. But it's like with this band, like they are not original. Like you could hear this kind of stuff in a lot of different bands, but they play in a way that's like, I don't like passionate. Yeah, like, and they just, they do it super well. And it doesn't sound like, you're not going to hear a riff and be like, oh, that's from that band or whatever. You know, it's it's still their own thing, but it, you don't need it to be anything new. I like that. I like that it's just like pure, but it's like their own thing and they're doing it real fucking good, so. Why don't you guys bring bands that where I can actually buy their shit? CD sold You can't out. find CD? <laughs> I haven't looked at but I mean, on Bandcamp. I always try to buy them directly from them first. You yeah, know? yeah. I don't even know what label put it out, actually, so... Uh, I don't know, some Canada shit, I think. Yeah, they are from Canada. Actually, that's the second Canadian band. Those last two are both Canadian. Last one was Good Toronto, pit, I think. I'm not sure where they're from in Canada, but... Quebec. Oh, Quebec. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm Check sorry, that Mon- shit out. Montre- but Montreal is in Quebec, so yeah, same okay. shit. Sure, I know you're going to love it. That's why I sent it to yeah, you. I was like, there's no way you won't like this shit. Yeah, it's no joke. I mean, it just got moved up. I'm going to listen to it, you know, tomorrow at work or something. But, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Sandy, you got more? I do. I got one more. Shoddy. You might want to go get a towel or something for your pants. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Nice. Nice. (laughs) I hope. (laughs) That's a big statement. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to hit play now. Clip two.
did it do it? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> really? Oh, damn it. <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm kidding. That was fucking awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, yeah, I started smiling the second the lyrics started. <laughs> and then, I mean, once he started singing, it was a little flat for a, a little bit. But then, one, uh, yeah, no, it's beautiful. What who the fuck is it? Okay, that's this ending. Needles of Rust is a CD. It's a, obviously a melodic death metal band. But, okay, so it's basically... You guys remember back in the day we covered a band called a Canaris Quintet or something oh, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Canaris yeah, yeah. Quintet. From the yeah. 90s. yeah, yeah. It's basically that whole band. It's just mm. their new band. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Or, f- oh, okay, four of the guys. Con- are, four of them it, are this it's the band. Still the, the vocalist dust came, right? I think. I don't know too much about the history. Let me see. Uh, dude, I loved them when we lit like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. What is it? Uh, I remember all uh, three of us like loving it. Mm-hmm. No, but I love the whole album, A Purest Form of Hate or whatever the yeah, fuck yeah. it was called. Like, I listened to the shit out of that after that, you know, that episode. And you can kind of hear some of that, like that last riff, like the, just where it like breaks down the tremolo picking and like. I was yeah, going to say, yeah. dude, I didn't, I didn't expect that like Amon Amarth style riff because it, yeah. it wasn't quite as melodic before that. I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is, you know, this is pretty cool. And then I went into that. I, I, it was cool because I didn't expect it. Yeah. This, this, the whole album's got like those moments and it's just like a banger. I was talking, telling you guys earlier, I went to the record store today and I found their first CD, which I listened to on the way home and it wasn't that good. I was like, really? Because I've been like listening to the shit out of this and this one's like really good. Huh. When did but, that one come yeah. out? Ah, uh, God, I don't know. I gotta listen uh, to the whole thing. Like, 2007, according, or I don't know if they have the whole discuss. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Any whatever. Yeah, I gotta sit inside down the and machine. To it. Is is that the album inside? Yes, the machine? that's the one I picked up today. Oh, okay. For iTunes, is saying 07 for some odd reason. Yeah, I only got like a couple songs in, but I wasn't like loving it like this one. This for, that was actually the, that clip I played was like that's how the CD starts. So just like right from the get go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, are they still a band? Yeah. Yeah, this is this this that album came out this year, June eleventh. Oh yeah, this is their new the, the clip I yeah. picked is their new one. I picked up their first one today and I wasn't like loving it like I oh, did this one. Oh I'm confused. Yeah, yeah. I got it. The yeah. early one was two thousand seven. We got a new one this year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 This just came out. But yeah. These guys I don't know if you're doing one of your little throwback, you know. No, no fines. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. But the new what? one definitely good. Give me the Needles name of one Rust. more time. Needles of Rust. This ending is the band. Okay, shit, I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah. I thought I, maybe I heard the name before, but I didn't know anything about them. But, like, now I was looking up, I was like, okay, this kind of makes sense. It's those guys, like, they have those moments where it just feels like early, early Sweden melodic death metal, you know. Are they from they Sweden? So well. hmm Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Stockholm. Because I think that was the episode we did, right? It was, like, underground, mostly, like, Swedish. Maybe? I think so, yeah. Or maybe yeah, it's from Thomas, else. our expert, brought them gave us the yeah. recommendation or something yeah he definitely did tell us about that one yeah yeah hell yeah i'll be listening to that fuck yeah i shot you anymore no sir um i got one more quick one so let's just let's just listen to it first
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay. I, I that was, was honestly the whole episode. That's the clip I was feeling the least. Yeah, me too. For real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the end, really? Yeah, I was digging the, I was digging the guitar sound, but I don't know. There was, something wasn't meshing. <laughs> Something like just wasn't meshing. <laughs> I, I just didn't. <laughs> it was just a little slow, uh, slow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Huh? Huh? I thought I didn't know. I mean, I thought I thought you would like it, Stan. I don't. You never know, Shotty, with this like kind of death well, well, metal. But I, I think you thought wrong, Jason. Move on. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it because <laughs> I liked it because there's obviously the HM2. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I didn't feel like they made it like it, it, the sound doesn't define them though. They just kind of no. used it slightly, you know. And I did exactly. take that. Yeah. Is that what that tone was? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why I didn't like it. <laughs> Anti HM2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was um, the band Parallax Occlusion. The album Ray, Ray Traces of Death. And the track was the first one, Fracturing the Veroni. 22 minutes, three tracker. I think it's just like, a, I guess, another demo or maybe an EP. I think they only have two out. They had, they had another 22 minute demo, EP, whatever last year, I think it was. And then this one this year. This is my third episode in a row bringing in another Blood Harvest album. So I'm just basically their fucking spokesperson at this time. I better get a fucking check in the mail from them soon. <laughs> but they've been killing it. And uh, I don't know. I, I To me, this is cool. It's kind of, it's definitely heavy on like the, like two mold comparisons, maybe, maybe a little slower. Like Shot said, it, it's definitely not maybe as much speed, but um, they kind of are like, you know, they mix like the, like, uh, you know, whatever the whole caveman kind of gross, you know, simple stuff, but they mix it with a lot of cool, weird more technical, weird, strange type stuff. Like different I heard riffing. the scales and the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, I like that. I don't, I don't know if that's a good comparison, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, right. I'm not, hey, I'm not saying it's too much. I know, I know, I know you're saying, yeah. And, you know, this is a three track EP kind of thing. I just feel like they are, you know, which, watch out. Once they put out a full length, I just feel like it's going to be a banger. I mean, I really like this. I, I can play. I play these tracks over and over. I really like it. They have the last tracks a little slower, a little doomier. I like when they stay faster. But I even the last one I like. So it's dynamic. It goes up and down. But yeah, if you like your death metal, you know, not if you're like ah, I don't want just the simple shit. I want something a little weirder, you know. But you still like those simple riffs. This one might be for you. Say the you name know? one more time. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I'm gonna write it down. Parallax occlusion. Parallax occlusion. And for everyone, we had some weird names today. Just get in them. Uh, Get in the show notes, you know, hit the details. Yeah. It'll be all up in there. Or hit us up. We'll send you a link. But that's it. That's it. That's it. Let's go to this topic. All right. On to the semi-rant. So, yeah, again, like I said in the beginning of the show, I wanted to do this rant last year, but for some odd reason, I don't know why we never did it. For those of you who don't know, I don't only listen to metal. Like my castmates, we listen to some other shit from time to time. <laughs> Not me and Stan. What are you talking about? Dude, well, no, you no, no, understand? No. Wait, you listen, listen to, to country, <laughs> boy. Like, I listen don't... to a lot of pop punk lately. <laughs> okay, pop punk is okay, but Jason, don't you listen to country? Yeah, but good shit. There is no good country. So, okay, again. Old school <laughs> shit. There's a lot of good <laughs> country. Come on, fuck off. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's, that, that's, that's you. Okay, but anyway. So I listen to drum and bass music. Anyway, that you know, you can either here nor there, but last year, when we were all sitting in our houses wanting metal to come out, wanting new music to listen to, there was nothing. We got fucked, basically. 
<laughs> so, I mean, there was a lot of small bands that released shit, but we talked about it on multiple casts and said that, you know, it's just been a dry year. A lot of people started pushing shit back to, you know, 2021 to try. I don't know why. I mean, that's one thing that I wanted to talk about. Why was there nothing being released? I mean, I know we talked about it a little bit before, but not. I don't feel like we did it in depth. Uh, but for the most part, when everybody else was fucking around and not doing anything, that genre of music was releasing music like wildfire so we were getting free concerts all the time we were getting i mean i mean yeah there wasn't full albums where it was like um you know 10 or 12 songs or anything but we were getting like you know three four song albums coming out at least every week from different artists so it was just flooded with music last year kind of blew up but yet in metal we got fucking dick and then had to pay to watch concerts of music that we either already had seen because it wasn't anything new or they would just tease us with maybe one or two new songs so i, don't, I didn't personally watch a lot of the live concerts because i didn't want to pay the 10 or 15 dollars or whatever they were charging so i kind of just sat back but yeah it was just a little disappointing i feel like they could have done so much more but we didn't get anything so well don't they just have to like click a button for this drum and bass like that's click one button a and there's a answer but that's that's yeah but that's so we were that's told, what, wait hold on we were told to stay home and sit on our computers so the guy obviously the guys that make music on their computer are gonna <laughs> versus the metalheads that gotta get get together drink beer and jam in a basement yeah but i, I guess i just feel like the, that music needs to progress a little but, bit then if that's the only way that they're producing music so I don't know. I mean, I've, and, and it's not only one. I mean, there's a lot of collabs. There's people yeah. who do live vocals over those tracks. So it's not just electronic no, music. It, one it. of the clips that I was going to have you listen to, there's somebody who's playing guitar over shit. So like there's a live guitar track that was recorded that went over the rest of the stuff that's being played. And a lot of these artists sample their own shit. So when they're playing piano, you know, there a lot of them don't like to use the digital. I mean, they're fucking idiots like us. They want, you know, to sample a live acoustic piano and then they bring that into their shit. So it's not like, that's why I was going to say, it's not like EDM or any of that. I'm sorry if people listen to that, but it's a little bit different. Like a lot of drum and bass has been described as being like, um, jazz on steroids at times because but at the same time though it's a lot of the shit that we love in metal with that constant driving you know i mean double Dude, bass pedal sometimes i don't even know what drama bass is so go ahead and listen <laughs> to the the kino severance summers it's a little bit more laid back but it's the track that i wanted you to hear with the, with the guitar on it okay
Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah, you're pulling me in with the guitar there. I guess my point wasn't necessarily the type of music. I feel like it's the way that the record labels control the industry. A lot of drum and bass is smaller labels. I you, you can call them indie labels, where there's a little bit more freedom for the artist to do whatever. And I know that, like I said before, the the albums that they were releasing weren't twelve album you know bangers. I mean, some of the bigger guys were doing that. But I mean, give us three, four songs here or there, similar to what fucking Carcass did. Carcass gave us a little teaser to hold us over. They were one of the only fucking bands that did that. Everybody else pretty much just told us to fuck off <laughs> and didn't give us anything to listen to and. And just pushed the release dates back so i don't know it was just like i said a very very disappointing year for me who wanted to listen to a bunch of shit and then just never had the opportunity to do it so this filled the void for a little bit of it but i mean metal oh, I is an that. itch that you can't fucking ever get without listening to metal so i i disagree with what you say though i do feel like i feel like metal's got a really good underground I just, so yeah, man. But everybody I has see a good saying about like these scene. big bands not putting out little stuff teasers and stuff like that. But like, but Stan, I mean, every, look at every good genre has an underground scene that's legit. Yeah. But like, it, I shouldn't have to search that hard though for music. I guess that's what I'm arguing. Last year was very taxing to try to find anything that sounded I would, decent I, or unique. Or I, I mean, understand yeah, there was a bunch you're... of that's what. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like there was I, nobody I driving with... the sound last year. I agree that it's hard, but I also think it's genre specific. Like if you're a death metal guy, there you have no problem finding music any day. That you know, yeah. If you like that dirty death, you just well, how many labels are doing it? I guess you're yeah, you're right. But I mean, I guess, so I guess it, if you're looking for the big metal, you know, the bigger metal like productions, yeah, it's probably a little bit harder to because you're waiting on someone to make it, you know, but. I, I mean, I guess, would say. you guys be down for... I mean, I know we call them EPs, but would we be down for more shorter albums if they were released more frequently? We, I think we've talked about that before, you know, to some extent. But I, I guess I just... There's something to me about demos that just pull me in. Anytime someone says demo, I don't care if it's on a cassette or not. Like, it pulls me in. Like, EPs, dude, I, don't, I don't go and find I, them. But, like, I go actively find demos... But I don't want it to be. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, I want new content. I don't want. I don't want them to release the demo and then put that song on an EP and then end up putting all those songs on an LP. Like, what's the point then? I want new shit. So, and I understand it's a little bit harder to write that sometimes, but I guess I don't know. I I feel like the community sat on its hands last year. Not the community. The the artists sat on their hands last year. And I don't know if that was because of the labels or if that was just because it was truly hard to do what they were doing. So I I'll say two things. One, I think you are right about the big labels and the big bands. Cuz I mean, if you look at Absolutely. how many big bands released shit last year, you're right. Like look at this year. You got Carcass coming out. You got At the Gates. But again, though, don't talk about Carcass badly because they no, no, did no. give us something That's last year. Well, no, for one, I'm not cuz it's like you said, it's most likely label control anyways. Yeah. Like yeah, when you're on these yeah. big labels, they're going to control it. But like, but like just think for a minute. Carcass, At the Gates, Cannibal Corpse, Gojira, uh, I don't know, what else is coming out this year still? Am I missing any big ones? I'm sure there's a bunch, but... I yeah, mean, I sure, can't think yeah. right now, but, but you know, if I guarantee a couple of those albums probably could have been put out last year, you know what I mean? But yeah. they probably held them. I mean, we knew some bands did that, you know, I know Hatebreed held theirs, and... I mean, Sepultura has an album coming out in August, not that I care, Deaf Heaven... 
Right. Um, I mean, bet- I don't know how long between the Barry to me was sitting on Colors Two, which is coming out in August. I bet they but were. I feel though. like, uh, I mean, because they had that, that big or- tour last year that was lined up. Remember that? But that wasn't for Colors though. That was supposed well, maybe to be was. For- what oh. tour? The one that I was supposed to go to? No, that was the anniversary. The yeah, for- yeah, yeah. That so I unless they worked on Colors Two during the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Unless that's what they did. That was my okay. this album. That's my next point. Is that. Uh, I mean, if you look at the volume of shit coming out this year, which is fucking nuts, like mm-hmm. so much albums, I feel like most of the metal community, community was like writing, you know, like maybe they didn't get it, the album out last year, but I feel like they were writing shit, you know, so like this year, it's just nuts. I'm sure this year and next year, there's going to be so much stuff coming out because everybody's like got all the stuff they've been sitting on. Yeah, I mean, here's a quote right now from Paul Wagner about the album. Um, uh, Once tours were canceled due to the pandemic, we were like, we've got to write a record and it's got to be good we had to do something next level so i get that i get that i guess i just feel like i wish there would have been a little bit more transparency with that and then give us a fucking teaser here or there you know what i'm saying like we got nothing for a whole year basically mm-hmm. so it I just, just there's so many factors into it though i know i know man and i, I know i'm being these, a little bit hard but it's because i love it so much so see, that's like, why not, not taking anything away from drum and bass or anything like that but th- th- those guys can literally make it in their basement you know and they can send it over the internet to someone to master it and put it out versus the metal band they got to go into a studio to get a halfway decent recording and you couldn't go anywhere but i also argue though that like a lot of black metal doesn't need that colors in between excuse me between the buried and me has they have studios in their houses don't don't tell me that no 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 like no you're right but i do think i think there's been a lot of one-man bands that are really have like you know, step up the game and they were probably, that's all they were doing and they were putting and that's out stuff. My, but, but that right there, man, is my example of why the big bands are fucking up. Because if you have one person that's doing all that and you mean to tell me that you can't fucking submit it's your lazy. tracks. and Lazy have, or it's, money, it's, it's based off of money. Or, it has yeah, nothing to do with talent and nothing to do with technology and not being able to do it. You listen to the one-man bands. You just fucking said it right there. They kill it all the fucking time and we constantly try to showcase them on the show because they're doing shit that sounds better than five assholes sometimes sitting in a room together. So it's not even yeah. the not just it's also the underground bands that they don't care. They didn't care what was going on the pandemic. They were mm-hmm. going to jam no matter what. Yeah. And yep. they're putting out awesome. The, the, probably all these demos that Jason brought up today. You know, that was, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I, I mean, still though, like, do think, though, that like for me, I don't know, I've I've kind of strained or I don't know what's the right word. Mo- I guess moved away from a lot of the the bigger labels anyway i mean of course i'm curious what all these big bands are still going to put out but like to me like i don't really care if between the bear to me held an album to this year because i'm probably not even going to love it so like for me i was just digging through all the underground shit that came out like last year and i i don't know i was just finding all kinds of good shit is there as much is, is there the volume that they have this year no because like we said everybody was fucking writing last year probably but i mean i just think back to all the albums i found that made the end of the year list and i mean like like Stan said, it was just it was in the underground. I think you have a valid point. The big labels held shit for sure. Touring bands, you know, they probably held shit. I know, like like every time I die, like they they put out a couple clips or a couple songs, and they still haven't put out their album because I think they're a touring band. Like that's where they make their money. They want to put that shit out when they're about to go on tour, and you know you can't blame them. They probably don't make much as it is. No, and I, and that's you the know. thing, and that's why again I feel bad about ranting because I, I I get it. Everybody needs to make their money, and that's the way that they do it. It's just like I said. I mean, they were all trapped in their houses. 
they could have put out an album and charged us five bucks for you know some fucking and three or four track thing and help. so that's what a lot of the drum and bass you know heads did they were like listen we make our money off of djing shows and we can't do that right now here's this three track album can you please help us out give whatever you can do i mean they're even pushing merch a little bit harder like i don't know i guess i just didn't feel like they just said fuck it we're taking the year off which is okay that's fine i was just disappointed so it's not I, wrong what they did i was just sad i'm i agree i i, I feel a lot of people probably did go that route and it's sad because when fans are fans they're gonna give you money just because they want to give you money you know no shit dude yeah, everybody had them stimulus checks and what did they fucking yeah. do i mean yeah i blew like mine on cds like i would yeah. want any of these guys shit <laughs> i mean there were some of these you know drum and bass people that i listened to and they were selling out shit left and right they were doing you know like some limited presses with vinyl and then all that shit was flying off the shelves they do like 25 percent off a of merch on the weekend and sell out their entire fucking store and i'd be like what the fuck is going on like why is why is this not happening on our Yeah, I got to give props though to the metal community on this one because again like you got to think like like Bandcamp Fridays. Like that went on all fucking mm-hmm. year during that pandemic and I would just see people buying up albums every Friday. I mean, and not okay, maybe they weren't always new releases or whatever, but usually a lot of the times they were. But again, it's for the smaller bands, you know, it's still for those Bandcamp style bands. So it's it's still, you know, not for the big ones, but, you know, yeah, just I mean, to support them, though, you know what I mean? Because all the proceeds would go to the band. None would go to Bandcamp, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which was I mean, cool. don't forget though, everybody's on Bandcamp though, even drum and bass. So oh, right, yeah, not the. I shouldn't yeah. say just the so, metal. So, I guess I say so that. Yeah, just yeah. Because everybody did rally together on yeah, and they they all pushed that too. Everybody was like, "Fuck Bandcamp, buy our shit on Fridays." So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, Bandcamp sweet. That's awesome that they did that. But no, I was gonna I, say I too the like the live thing you mentioned, like you know the live streaming and all that. I know it's easier with one person in a deck. No, well, I was gonna band, say that. But, um, well, because we've talked about the live the live streams. We've talked about that a few times. but And I've thought it differently a few times. Because, like, personally, when this all started, I just... I've never been a big guy on, like, sitting and watching stuff on YouTube. You know, I just... Like, I love going to live shows. There's nothing like that. Going on YouTube and watching it, I will do it occasionally. But, you know, it's just not that much. Now, a good produced, like, DVD or something like that, I do get into. But, um... But that's where we could have shined here. Well, that's what I, they they had the option. They could have given us multiple angles, and they could have done like cool shit that we normally don't get a chance to see at the show. And there was just none of that. Like, yeah, I mean, there but, were a couple of drum and bass venues that turned their entire venue into a like basically a streaming studio. And every Friday, a different artist would come in, and he would play on stage as if there was people in the building. But there were nine cameras set up. And then they would just edit and pan through. And it was done tastefully. Like, I mean, they had the wall art on. Like, if you were at a normal concert viewing it, but there was nobody there. Mm-hmm. But like I said, there was like seven different view, you know, angles. They had the decks from the top. I mean, it just, they could have done that. And the couple metal some, shows that I did watch, they did do that. I mean, some so, some could do that. But like, you know, then then, then some small ones are not going to be able to do that. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not, and that's the thing is we're, it's the big people should have carried the torch for those who couldn't like, right. yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Or and more, I mean, there was some of that localized though, like, shows. I mean, think about how the different hubs in metal and how many bands are close to each other. They could have done something where it would have been like, all right, we're getting inside of this venue. You're going to go in first from this time. Then we'll clear out. Then you can go. I mean, I don't know. I understand it would have been hard, but they could have gotten a little bit of money and it would have gotten them out of the house. I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm being too much of an <laughs> asshole. I apologize. <laughs> no, I just dude. wanted to I'm see. I'm sure you're more not the shit. only one thinking like that, though. Yeah. You know? so, so, 
Yeah. I just, I don't know. I've, my thoughts have changed on the streaming thing because when I started, I was just, I don't like streaming that much. And I was like, well, I'm not going to pay for it. I'm just going to wait and I'll go to the show or I'll buy a merch or I'll buy the CD. I don't, you know, yeah. but then I was like, fuck, well, I mean, these people are not making money right now. So like, you know, that's, you could support the band like that. So like, I kind of changed my thought on that a little bit. Like if it's a band you like that you want to, you want them to stick around, like, well, Maybe it is worth throwing them, what, 10 or 15 bucks for a live stream, even though it's, you know, nothing like going to a show. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, no, I mean, I did uh, one Interferum live stream, and it was okay. But like yeah. I said, I mean, I you didn't... paid for it? Unless, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. it was, I remember it was like 750 or something, but it was like 750 euros. So, like, I ended up paying conversion into this stupid so. shit. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't bad, but like I said, it wasn't, I mean... Yeah. The, I don't know. The, the, my complaint with it was the, okay. The two live streams that I lo- well, I should say three because we just recently had one. But the three live streams I absolutely loved were free. The enslaved yeah. one, which was amazing. Yeah, a little bit I did see. It the was blood incantation. I still watch that all the time. It was yeah. so awesome how they did that. And then this crypt fest that Ken Uncle Ken put on. <laughs> Ken, you know. Uh- Ken's What's it called? Oh, well, Death Metal Death Crypt. Death Metal Crypt. Yeah, 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 that was super sick. I mean, he had merch and stuff. That's how he was supporting. But it was free to watch it, you know. But that's what I was gonna say. That was so cool because that was like it was free, but you could support by the merch, and all the money would go to the band. But that even but cool. no, and another thing too that you guys are forgetting is there's a lot of the time there's a donation button, so mm-hmm. you yes. can donate to the artist that's playing. You can just you know give money. However, and I'm much sure Enslave had something like that too. I mean, they were a big band, but they did it so well, and it was free. Which then I watched. Uh, I watched after the. My point is, like, but or versus Insomnium, which they did one like right away. It was really early on. They were charging like twelve bucks. They were one of the first ones I seen to charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I watched yeah. the thing after later on, and that thing was shit. It was so bad. <laughs> you know, I loved that band, but that was it was a worse like streaming thing. I would have been pissed if I paid for that. And I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So. I, like I take like a blood incantation. They just did it to do it. They wanted to keep people interested, keep people. That's all I was asking for the whole time. That's and all they did I it wanted. so awesome. It was perfect the way they did. It. Look, it was so creepy and just perfect. Yeah. So I just think some bands care, and I think it comes down to more laziness or like you know. Yeah, but and that's another thing too, though. I don't know if like labels would have allowed them to stream the that could shit. be you know what i'm yeah. saying because then they're not getting royalties from that and i mean Good i get point. it jason you're, you're not somebody who you know does that i personally i love watching i mean streams i mean i've gotten more I mean, into fuck it fuck twitch as a platform but I like there's some people on there that do produce good content. Um, Blake Richardson from uh, Between the Buried and Me started doing Twitch streams where he would literally play his drums and he would play covers. You could request a cover. You could give him a donation for a cover if he wasn't you know already playing that. He, uh, he played all colors straight through on a live stream, just sitting yeah. there fucking playing. The funny thing is his live stream got shut down a couple times for playing his own shit oh, because of DMCA. So, <laughs> you know, like even they... It happens to the the own. I mean, and it happens in drum and bass too. They'll literally be playing their shit, and the stream will get taken off of Facebook because yeah. of DMCA, and it's their own fucking song that they're playing. So, I mean, but yeah, he was. I mean, he still does it. I mean, he. I mean, probably not going to do it now anymore because the tour's starting up. But I mean, even as of a couple weeks ago, I would watch him on Twitch. Just, I mean, fucking playing old stupid shit to like just old metal songs, new metal songs that people like. So, I, I mean, I really. He, I know I said I didn't, I wasn't as much into the streaming, but I gotta say I really love how they did on this Ken's Death Metal Crypt Fest. Crypt Fest, because uh, 
Yeah, well, I liked it because they did, what, like three songs from each band, I think? Yeah. And, like, that was perfect. Because for me to sit there and watch a full band set like that, yeah. I might do it. I mean, it's fun on the weekend, drink some beers and watch it. But this was cool because right when you were ready to maybe, like, you would have got up, like, oh, another band's coming on. And yeah. it was just the perfect amount, yeah. you know? And you had, like, Ken talking about them, and, like, you had the comments going the whole time. And a lot of the comments are bullshit, but they're a lot of times. But that's the fun. That's the Yeah. Yeah. You kind of felt like you were part of something, though. It wasn't just you, some weird guy sitting in your couch watching a (laughs) video. Like That's what I was going to say. (laughs) It gives you the interaction of being at a show, and half the time at a show, you wouldn't even talk to people, but you still, I mean, you you don't know them, you're never going to see them again, but you still, you're exactly right, dude, the community feeling. So So I I dug that, and it made me be like, okay, you know what, I want to kind of, I would be into more of that, but thank God now we might not even need them, but. Yeah the, yeah, the blood incantation was the same way. Like it, people talking the whole time, and it was just, you, I, I just think you had to do it right. And the the people like the Insomniums that just tried to put it out real quick and didn't even care about the equipment and like the just wanted to charge. It gets. I think they they were wrong in that. They should have maybe stepped back, see how everyone else was doing it, and picked up like what was good and bad of it. And I think there could have been a really good stuff out of this if they was done right. So are you just right. basically saying? You're fine to pay for it, but it has to be good quality then? It has to just be done right, yes. Or, you, or quali- you don't want to pay? No, no. I have no problem paying. I wanted to give Blood Incantation money like after that, right. you know? I wouldn't, right. so, you know. So I guess I'm going to pose a question then for the audience. If going in the future, you know, they started charging, you know, I guess a streaming fee for festivals i mean think about it i mean how many times have you wanted to go to a festival to realize that it wasn't in your fucking backyard and you didn't have the money to get on a plane and go there i mean what if you could you know that's a good question i don't know a a third (laughs) or half the price to have it basically streamed to you from your couch i dude i would pay to fucking be able to watch walk in to be able to click on whatever you know stage i wanted to view and then watch the con. I would fucking pay half of whatever they're asking for the ticket price to just be able to. I mean, think about that. I can't go to Germany. That's a bucket list trip. I would love to do it. Don't get me wrong. Tickets usually sell out in like fucking two minutes. So good luck even getting one, let alone the rest of the fucking money that you'd need to get there. But you don't like, I don't know. I, I'd be down to do shit like that. I don't know if anybody else would, but I uh, maybe. <laughs> I, I, more so I during mean, the just, pandemic it, just for like the support part of it like i like i was saying i, would, I don't point? mind giving that money then but if i can go just see something live i mean but i guess what's the what's the harm in having the option like i oh, feel yeah, like yeah, maybe yeah, going no, that's forward cool. that's just something that we should just have the option I of see. doing yeah, yeah you know what yeah. i'm saying like it for would sure think about it they can only cramp so many assholes into a venue anyway so mm-hmm. if a band's playing at a small venue then they can stream to the people who want to go ahead and pay for that that literally could double if not quadruple how many people are going to these shows every night giving them a higher source of income yeah yeah so yeah. that's smart no that is smart i mean i bet you'll see some of that after this shit you know like I, I mean i hope we do man i hope we do style so the world really did change last year though you're gonna see i yeah. think we're just gonna see so much crazy shit like, yeah yeah i mean honestly i'm I feel like this year's still going to be a little bit of a, a fucking lull, but I feel like you guys are right. Next year might be one of the greatest years in metal, just because yeah. of all the shit that people are probably sitting on. So, I'm, yeah. I have, I know, I, I know you have different thoughts on, but I have not wrote off last year or this year yet. Like, it's I mean, just I been written different off this year. It's it's even last half, year. Yeah, uh, fuck last year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was. I thought it was so good last year, but 
<laughs> I mean, I you know, like you said, those standards depends what you're looking for, man. I mean, mm-hmm. if like whatever I was looking for, I found like I found a lot, a lot of good shit. And like I feel like this year is even fucking stronger. Like there's just so much shit. But you yeah, know, no, we'll see. don't get me wrong. This year is fucking awesome. I'm not complaining about this year one bit. It's it's loaded oh, more towards the end of the I year. But I think it's all. It, but yeah, the weird thing you just don't realize it's all cause of last year though. <laughs> like yeah. all this awesome music's yep. coming cause of last year. I was gonna give one yeah. more. I wanted to give one more point. Like bands to like I know like talking to Derek one time from Two Mold like 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 certain bands like that where like you have band members that are spaced out. You could be in a different country or a different state. If you weren't all together last year and you don't do it digitally, you know, for one, you can't get together to do that live stream or whatever, and you can't get together to record. Like, so a lot of those bands, and just Mm -hmm. from hearing from other bands talk, like, you know, they would be writing and maybe they're sharing ideas over their phone or Skype or whatever, but like they weren't going to be able to put that album out until they could actually get into one spot. But shit like that, you know, like where they're in different spots, but yeah, there's so many factors, but. I get it, and I don't. I'm, I'm a smooth-brained ape who doesn't think about that shit. So I no, but I do. Th- I will give you credit, dude. I think you have a point. I think some of these big labels. I mean, that you know, money's their focus. They held them up until next year, and I think the smaller bands came through. I think that's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. For me, but yeah, let us know what you think because I'm usually fucking stupid, and these guys are usually right. So <laughs> no, you got yeah. <laughs> All it's right. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Nope. Good topic. Good topic. Onto the light, though, that's, you know... Well, let's get on to the band that did make a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> they yep. get through last year. The Nightmare of Being by At The Gate.
where do we begin, boys? Should we throw a number at it or just talk about it? I can't. I don't know if I can. Are throw we over? Note. Are we over numbers now? <laughs> I feel like, I I feel I like can, we're a little like... more mature than that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I'm just gonna start. <laughs> all right. So I'm not gonna so, give it a number. I'm not gonna yeah, give no it a number. No numbers. But, uh, I was. I'm disappointed. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm glad someone. <laughs> That's a that okay. That's a big word though. Disappointment. Like, yeah, disappointed is a big like, word. It's like when you're talking to a kid. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Like, <laughs> like uh, okay. That's a big word. One of you gonna fucking bring that up? I am like halfway disappointed. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Shot. I'm leaning more towards stands with the halfway disappointed. There were oh, some okay. bangers like on the album, but like, yeah, I feel like it's not even I mean, like just the bangers. It's just like I'm. I, there's a lot of things I really love about this album, but there's a lot of things I'm really just. Why didn't so they just I, put another album out that's like all their other I guess shit? I, well, yeah, I guess I want to like. I mean, you can tell that they're aging. Yes. Like you can definitely tell that they're aging, and the one thing that I mean, I guess the biggest sound difference that I heard in this album compared to the last one was just the tempo reduction. I feel like mm-hmm. it's so much slower it than is. anything that they've ever released before. And I mean, in the past, I mean, so I guess I would say this album before this, you could tell that it was somewhat slowing down, but they still had the speed there. This just feels like it's a fucking, just a rock album at times. Like they're just laid back and just chilling with shit. I didn't feel that fucking suicide nation speed that I <laughs> felt in the past when I put an at the, like what at the gates is known for. I didn't hear in this album at all. So that was my biggest gripe with lot, it. I would say. A lot of prog, mm-hmm. you know, like it's very proggy, like the yeah. tempo shit. Like it's, not that I don't like that. I just do I do I want that from At the Gates? That was my See, question. Like, like what do you guys want from At the Gates in twenty twenty one though? Because like you got Slaughter the Soul, of course. Then you've got uh, they come back strong, still mm-hmm. that style, but a little darker. And they come back again, and it's still in that vein. You know, they're experimenting a little bit in the last one, a drink from the night itself. So like, what do you want from them now? Do you want them to do the same thing, or do you want them to experiment? I think I everyone mean, wants. I don't know. <laughs> I. I at war with reality and every time i listen to it more and more it's just like oh they kind of just nailed it on the head like they kind of mm-hmm. made yeah. that came back like so you can't say like i just want them to do slaughter the soul sequel because they kind of already did that yeah you know but, but i want the sound to stay the same like why yes. the fuck does it not sound consistent they, at the gate yeah they do Sorry, though on some songs like the hard songs on this are really fucking good you know so, like, i don't even set- is it sad that like so? Cosmic Pessimism was my favorite song on the album? That's really? one of my favorites too. Really? Yeah. With that weird it's, intro and everything? Dude, oh, yeah. It was just it's just so fucking awesome and it's ominous. It's intriguing. I That's yeah. the thing. I think this is actually a really good album. It's just... we're Not we're, at the we're, gates. We're, Yeah, we're putting a label to it. We're... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is not like a bad if, album to me. That's why I think I'm saying I'm halfway disappointed. I'm disappointed that it's not at the gates, but... Mm-hmm. I'm also not mad because it's it's actually really good. Really, f- I think it's there's a lot of parts that are really fun. Yeah, I agree with Stan 100 percent there. If this I, ba- if it would have yeah. been like a different band name, not at the gates, I feel like we'd be being like, oh yeah, it's a fucking good album. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't live up to the name of the band which wrote it. So That's, I'm gonna differ on that a little bit. I'm I'm gonna be a little hard on this one, even though it's like a it's a it's a good album. But this is at the gates we're talking about, so I'm just going to be hard. I know, this yeah, is one of my favorite no. bands, you know. Yeah. So I actually don't think they mixed it well enough. Like the proggy weird shit, 
I just don't think they mixed it with their, it doesn't mix with their style enough for me. It just felt a lot of the time like, here's one thing and here's another thing. It didn't sound like a nice package. See, I didn't, like, I didn't get I that. I thought it's, I thought it was I mean, pretty got, consistently like smooth. You know, mm-hmm. the one time I got that was the song with the, the with like the the wind section in it with the sax. Oh, see, this I is, like that one. <laughs> I did. I thought it was. I mean, I liked it, but I was just like, this is not at the gates. What this is not supposed oh, to be right. here. Right. It did not fit with. I didn't even think it fit with the song. I thought it sounded but, good, but I just feel like it kind of broke into that, and it just it was too much Rivers of Nil for me. So. don't know what you want with them like uh, they're obviously going for a proggy death metal thing here yeah well, what more do you want you have that that song and then it goes into touched by the white hands of death which is my favorite that is a yeah hands on the that's favorite a good one. you know I, that's, that's classic say. Those, at the gates yes minus so the you, like orchestra orchestral yeah symphonic yeah, yeah. beginning but i agree what more do you want like you go up you go down you, you <laughs> it was just slow though even touched by the white hands of death like i like the song I loved the song. I just wanted it to be faster. Mm-hmm. Me too. Like, it just everything just needed to I be a little bit faster. Like yeah. I feel like I'm gonna put this through uh, some software and turn up the tempo <laughs> on it, and it'll be like fucking balling. And then I'm gonna be like, okay, this is cool. You, usually, so. I do not agree with you on the tempo shit because <laughs> you just everything has to be high speed for you. Yeah. This is one time I am agreeing 100. percent I just would put it on, and I just. Like I said, it's not bad. It's just like I would get bored. I'd be like, all right, can I can I turn this off now? Because like, yeah, it's not bad, like, but I just. It's like rocking you to sleep at times. Yeah, it's not doing anything for me. I want, and then I was like, you know, whatever. Let me just compare this. I throw on the one before it to drink from the night itself, just to compare it to something. I didn't want to compare it to like the early shit or like Slaughter the Soul. I wanted to compare it to something more recent. I was like, fuck yeah, like that is the intensity and the speed. Even though they experiment a little on that one and they slow it down and shit, like the speed and the tempo is all there. And I was just like, that's what I want. Like, I just can't really do this more, this slower tempo. I mean, some of the stuff they do is cool. And I, I agree. Garden of Cyrus, Into Touch by the White Hands of Death. Pretty good. I, I like that. 
but I'm just I can't see myself ever going back to this. Dude, it's Except, just I mean, I half, the, my first time listening through it, I got like it was. I think it was after the the song that Stan just referenced. I'm sorry, I pulled it away now. That's and then I was like, ah, you know what? I need to just. I need something to speed it up. And then I just put Slaughter of the Soul on. Literally just went right to Slaughter of the Soul and put it on. I was like, ah, okay, it feels better now. <laughs> like, it literally was just like, I mean, like I, I agree with Stan with liking the album, but literally halfway through it, I was like, ah, I just need something else. Like, I, I wasn't think, feeling yeah. right. And then just put it on and was like, ah, oh, fuck yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just, it need. if it would have been faster, I would have been okay with and, it because it still would have had that, uh, but it didn't. So and the thing with me is I'm usually like, I want a band to just like, I want them to, I, in like this case, I would want them to just to do Slaughter the Soul again, you know, but yeah. the, this one, I didn't, I didn't go into it with that mindset. I think I went into a very positive mindset on this one. So I think that's why mm-hmm. maybe I like it a little bit more than you guys. I didn't expect much. I didn't expect it to be Slaughter the Soul. So I think it, I was more open to it. And yeah, maybe I was too. Okay. I had heard the whisperings no, of all the experimentation and I like their old experimentation like Red in the Sky's Hours mm-hmm. and all all those early stuff. I love all that. So like but if they did that again, just keep the speed or just I mean I don't I, you know what I mean? I, I, I just was, didn't like how they did it. You don't need to talk to me about being open to fucking weird <laughs> shit. I, I know. I know. Yeah, but. So I mean that's yeah. I think it comes down to like it's not what I want from at the gates. Sorry, I hope everyone else does. You know, and like I don't want to hear these songs live. Really, I mean, maybe that, maybe the White Hands of Death or whatever it's called. But even the first two, which are more your standard at the gates songs, like even those, like pessimism though would be yeah, that's a good some live. I I feel like that's a great fucking live song because it's so different. Can build up the whole time. It's so I could just different. see the circle pit going on the entire song. That's like a like, sludge I, metal song. Like, yeah, it's so. I don't know. Like, I'm still not writing it, this one off though either. Like, yeah, I'm kind of actually kind of curious to see where this one stands. I do. I think it'll be on my list. I don't know. Probably maybe a honorable mention. You know, but I think in over time, I might go back to this one more than I would like their last album. Really? You know, I don't. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. Really, I, I really like. See, them I like one. the. Like the last one, I like the one song, the single, and that's it. You know, yeah, I, to, yeah that album really didn't hit me. It's at so all. boring I, to me leaning, now. Yeah, huh. I I need to go back though. I'll listen to that one and then listen to this one. It's just whenever I put at the gates on, I'll just go you know slaughter to at war and mm-hmm. then I mean yeah I usually just omit the third one. See, I one more other thing that I that I really prefer on the last one was uh, the production. I don't. They went back to the war with reality producer on this one mm-hmm. and. Uh, I don't, I mean, I, I guess it was fine on At War With Reality, I guess. I can't even remember thinking bad about the production or anything, so it must have been fine. That's a beautiful album, dude. You know, it's very clean on this one. You can hear every little part, which I'm sure is why they did it. They got fucking saxes and everything. You got to hear everything, you know? But mm-hmm. if you go back and listen to the last one, it's so much more raw, which I I remember them saying, like, that's what they were going for. And I just feel like that suits them so much. I, that's how I want to hear them. I want to hear them, like, fucking raw and, and, and speed. And, you know, that's how... That's how Lindbergh sounds best. Like when he's fucking rasping and, you know, shouting over like speed. I don't like him hearing over him like like slower stuff. Like I want to hear it over the speedy, raw stuff. So it might have been part of it, the production. I could just, to me, it works better than the last one. Even though I heard a lot of people that, I remember people didn't like the production on the last one. Saying it was too I wasn't too big on raw. it. Yeah. But I yeah. do, I will say, you got a good point with Thomas though. He did mm-hmm. sound good on the last one, but. 
overall i didn't like the sound of it yeah yeah i hear you i mean it was not perfect i will i definitely will say that it's, yeah it's it's you put this one on you go back and it's like oh it's a little bit more rough but then again i still prefer it i do prefer it but yeah i don't know i haven't really um seen much online i don't know like what the consensus is like have you guys heard do people like this one it or? obviously hasn't been like it's not going to be the album of the year because we would have heard about it yeah <laughs> you know? yeah but yeah no i haven't heard negative i haven't heard positive like just yeah same here same here yeah i had asked it online on i think it was instagram and i got a couple of people like it was like kind of half and half like oh i want to like it i don't oh i like it you know it was like I, I couldn't tell like are people you know maybe it's a mixed one i don't know but my I mean, question look, if they is, come come tour, I'm still going to see them. I still love this band. I just oh, dude, fuck yeah. There's no yeah. yeah there's that's no doubt. I mean, yeah. I just don't You're know if stupid. I'll listen to this one. If you put if hey, if I were driving around, you want to throw it on? I got no complaints. I just I I just don't see myself putting it on personally. But. I got a question for you guys. Your opinions on this? Do you think this is? I don't know much about this guy, but do you think this uh, new guitarist has more of an influence? Is this why it sounds so much different? Well, I mean, I know he was on the last in, one, but yeah, and he also plays in the Lurking Fear, which is like straight old school death metal. So, like, I must have just been a band decision. I mean, they also yeah. lost what's his name? Was it Anders? Right? Yeah, he might. Or, did he write a lot on this album? Though I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know the story. I know he's on the last one, and that one was more, you know, thrashier yeah. and stuff. But I just wonder. Yeah, I don't think he wrote on the last a, one much. You know, or it's just verse. You know, they were twenty five early 20s when they did slaughter zone now they're 50 like obviously you're gonna slow down a little bit well i've heard them say many times like you know people know us from slaughter but like if you listen to their whole discography there's like that's the oh, only album that sounds like, that way yeah so it's true I mean, even even like yeah war yeah even that one i mean it's they change it i mean that's very slaughter but it's you know they change it so yeah I'm not mad. Like you said, I was hoping for him to change it up. I was ready for it, but just, I, I don't know. Maybe go back, I guess. <laughs> Maybe I'm not ready for it. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll, we'll go back yeah. to it next year. Yep. I, I want to see I how stand by this. Carcass. I stand by this. It's better than the oh, last Dude, one. I can't fucking wait for Torn Arteries. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I cannot wait for that album to come out. Uh, it's funny because the re- they both did their comebacks the same year. And now they both have them the same a year again. Yeah. September 17th is when that comes out. So <laughs> I'm ready. Holy shit. <laughs> I cover. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully there's no weird experimenting on that one. Just keep it carcass. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They didn't experiment at all on the little demo thing they gave us. So no, no. Keep it carcass. Yeah. Eleanor Rigor Mortis. Can't wait to hear that song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well,. I guess yeah. stay tuned for the interview then, right? Yep, yep, yep. Pretty much does it for us. Go pick yeah. up Stan's fucking death metal demo if you haven't yeah, yet. I still got, I got about 30 copies laying here. So guys, please, if you want one, let me know. Clean them out, yeah. It? We're going to go 50% off soon, right? Yes, yeah. probably. <laughs> 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 I, I just, I, I, I look at all these demos like we talked about, like that one earlier. Sold out, sold out. Why isn't mine sold out? <laughs> <laughs> where can One they find got it? it? Yeah, where, where can, can they, they find, find it? it? They can find it on uh, Bandcamp. I have a website. Is it DesolateSoundProductions.com? It was on YouTube. You can see a little cl- and preview the whole thing. But they. Took I think we'll we'll shill again for the the man and put another link in the yeah, description. Yeah, we'll of put a link. Of the we'll episode, put a link. So yeah. Yeah. you don't need to yeah. find yeah. it. We'll do the work for you. Enflashment yeah. though on Bandcamp. Yeah, check that shit out. Patreon. We uh, still posting over there. We. Last time was a pretty fun one. Random topics, a little different than these ones. And uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Hit us up stuff on going on online shit, I guess. Yeah, we got our Facebook group. Always fun. A little slower in the summer mm-hmm. months, but you guys have been keeping it going. Yeah. That's it. I'm Stan the Man. I'm Evil J. I'm Shoddy. You guys keep it fucking metal. You know, just starting off, really, I was aware and a fan of, of your other band, Svalbard, you know, but just kind of peripherally, you know, like I, I, I listened to the last album and I remember listening to the one before that and really liking both. And it was one of those things where uh, it comes down to, man, there's just so much music out there. <laughs> you know, you forget to go back to the good stuff. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. That, that happens to me all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was no, it was like I, I really loved it. And I remember a couple of my friends also really, really liking, especially man, that last album. And it's like I was kicking myself because after I knew we were going to be talking, I was going back and listening to it and everything. And it's like just realizing that I've been missing out. But so I kind of just I, I picked up this new one, not even really, you know, not coming as a huge Svalbard fan or anything like that. And I was just so drawn to it, which I thought was cool because... I feel like it speaks to the fact that, you know, it's not like I'm sure it's not just all the Svalbard fans going over and loving. I feel like anyone who likes black metal or anything uh, is going to just like jump all over this album. Oh, thank you. That's a really nice thing to hear. Because, yeah, that's kind of that was what I was hoping. I was hoping that it wouldn't just be, you know, um, 
a Svalbard offshoot that people from fans of Svalbard took interest in. I'm really pleased to hear that it's kind of crossed over and gaining its own fans in its own right, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was I was really blown away. I just uh I really liked like how you something about that album. Like a lot of I you know, I love a lot of albums that have a really nice consistent theme and sound throughout it but i gotta say the way you you did this album and the way that there's so much variety on it it was like kind of refreshing because i don't know about you but you know a lot of albums they have that consistent sound throughout you kind of stick to one thing and you know that, that can do a lot and that can be a lot of good but something about the way you kind of almost almost every song felt different even though it all flows as one package i mean was that something that you were going for or were you just throwing everything and, and, and you know and seeing what worked. Oh, um, definitely the uh, the latter. Um, <laughs> I basically, I don't really uh, go into write, music writing with any kind of preconception of what I want to do. I don't have, you know, like a, a big plan and and kind of an overarching idea with with flowing songs into each other. And with writing this album, there were so many songs. I mean, there was about ten songs that didn't make the album. Mm. Um, so it was, it's just a case of kind of each song is like a sort of a snippet of a, of a moment in time and how I was feeling creatively and just letting everything pour out at the same time. It, there definitely, it wasn't, you know, intended to be like that every song sounds exactly the same. It was more just to let whatever was kind of ideas were brewing me at the moment of writing that one song fall out and then keep happening with each song <laughs> yeah that's cool so you weren't really worried about keeping like a unified very you know strict sound throughout or anything like that oh no not at all well what was really strange was when I started writing this album I didn't even think it was going to be heard by anyone <laughs> so I just started writing it in my bedroom for fun um okay. and I didn't even have plans to release it or anything. So it was just, it was a passion project, really. And uh, I think that sort of shows in the songs. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I mean, it reminds me of sometimes, like, if you look back at a lot of the bigger bands that, you know, they're on their first couple albums or whatever, you know, a lot of times bands when they're younger and they're just kind of being super creative and trying everything. I really love that in a lot of bands. It's kind of like a youthful you're not thinking about other things yet. And then when you hear some bands later on in their career that really want to stick to a certain sound, which is fine, you know, by all means, that's, you know, bands find their identity and stick to one thing. But there's always something really fun. I, for me, like a band that when they're, they're experimenting and just trying everything on those first couple albums, that's just what, that's what it reminded me of on this one. It was, it was so fun for me. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like that's kind of, it's, it's free of limitations and preconceptions. Like I never sat down to write a nocturnal song and thought, okay, it has to have tremolo guitars. It has to have three layers of leads going on. They, the songs just sort of form themselves. And I, I know exactly what you say. I think there's a certain innocence to that creativity that you have in the beginning, in the yeah. early stages of forming a band where you're not worried about what anyone else thinks. You're not worried about fan expectations. You've got nothing to live up to. So it's incredibly liberating to create in that way. Yeah, yeah. Which was probably cool for you, being that it was something different. No one no one knew it was coming and you could just do whatever you wanted. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. I absolutely loved writing this album. It was such a joy for me. <laughs> and yeah, just being able to do something completely different and also being able to 
take the full control and take the reins and just indulge in my own ideas rather than having to compromise anything was um, it was really nice for me. Oh, I bet. I bet. I mean, I, I noticed a, a lot of different sound. Like I said, there's a lot of variety on the album and genre wise, subgenre wise, you know, you don't stick to just a straight, straight old school black metal formula. Like there's a lot to my ears going on. So I'm guessing you probably listen to a wide variety of music. Like, where did it all start for you as far as, like, what were the first things that even got you interested in music and then, like, moved you to the heavy part of music? Oh, wow. I love this question. Um, (laughs) And, yeah, firstly, you are completely right. Like, with Nocturne, there is a huge variety of influences. It's definitely not just, you know, second second wave Norwegian black metal. (laughs) There's much more to it than that. But with my musical journey, basically, I mean, I was one of those people. I was that kid that was obsessed with pop music. So even when I was really, really young, that was all I cared about was like the Spice Girls and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. And like learning all the words to all the songs and that kind of thing. And my mum is a music teacher, so she encouraged, you know, uh, my passion for music. And stuff like that. So I started le- I started learning the piano when I was four years old. And I think learning to play and being so interested in listening to music as well at an early age just really gives you that taste for, for both sides of appreciating music and creating it. Um, and then I was about 12 years old when I discovered metal. Um, it was through a computer game, appropriately. It wasn't Tony Hawk's. It was um, a similar game. MTV Sports Snowboarding, which had a Fear Factory song on the soundtrack. And I remember hearing it and thinking, because I'd never heard anyone sort of doing metal vocals before. I was like, oh, my God, he must (laughs) be the scariest man in the world. (laughs) Right, right. Of course. I think I was a bit scared of that Fear Factory song at first. But, you know, when you're that age, it's the same with like horror movies. You're kind of drawn you're fascinated by these things that intimidate you a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Like I kept coming back to that Fear Factory song and then I developed a taste for it. And like I liked the adrenaline rush of like heavy music and stuff. But then yeah, I think I'm just one of those people that's not too worried about fitting in with anything. So even when I was younger and I was getting into metal, I wasn't worried about like if I was a new metal kid or if I was a death metal kid or if I liked thrash metal. I just liked the bands that I liked. So and it tended to be for me anything that transcends the limits of a genre. So anything where it will take, you know, that archetype and do something unexpected with it. That's where, you know, I get really interested in things. So, yeah, um, I was listening to all kinds of things like by the time I was 15, 16, it was bands like Dodd Heimsgard, uh, bands like Mr. Bungle, who aren't even metal, but they're pretty out there. Um, and then, you know, classic gateway bands like Slipknot and, yeah, discovering bands like Opeth and Immortal kind of leading me on to the more uh, extreme side of things. Um, so, yeah, I've just always just loved whatever metal speaks to my heart. I don't really care about what genre it is. <laughs> yeah, I love that because that's how I am. I mean, I've got my favorites, you know, favorite subgenres and whatnot. But it's like I feel like it's such a bummer when someone only likes one type of a thing because I just feel like you're missing out on, on so much other stuff. And I feel like usually when you give it a chance, things start to grow on you. I've had that happen so many times throughout my life where it's like, you know, I don't 
I don't like doom metal, but then all of a sudden, I, you know, I find myself loving certain bands and then you start going down that road and some people are very, uh, you know, they don't want to explore that. And I guess that's fine, you know, whatever you're into, but I do love, I think it's refreshing to hear when someone's just like, I don't care what it is, you know, if it's good, I'm, I'm going to be into it. Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly the same. I've definitely got my like tried and tested genres. Like I'm a huge power metal nerd. Okay. And I tend to, if it's power metal, I usually love it. If it's melodic black metal, chances are I will probably love it. But yeah. um, I'm exactly what you mean about kind of watching other music fans or metalheads restrict themselves so severely and kind of I it frustrate. I mean, obviously people can like whatever they like, but it frustrates me when people start to say, "Oh, an entire genre is bad," you know, "Oh, all power metal is cheesy and bad," and it's like. <laughs> They write off all these bands and experiences before they've even given them a go, which just seems crazy to me. I agree. I, I really believe that there's like almost probably one band for someone in every subgenre that you probably could find that's at least pretty that you're going to enjoy. I mean, especially nowadays, there's just so much out there that you can, you know, like you said, power metal. I mean, how many different types of power metal bands are there? There's just so many. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it just there's metal as in general is just brimming with so much innovation and talent at the moment that yeah i completely agree with you out of every subgenre there's going to be one band at least one yeah. band that for everyone <laughs> yeah power metal is one that i have that's like one i need to spend more time on i you know early on i got very very into blind guardian and oh, uh, of cool. course when i was young and dragon force the, the big exposure bands like that but you know, down the road, it's like I didn't, I, you know, I, had, I haven't followed it that much. Like, is, is there, what are your top top power metal bands? Uh, Glory Hammer from the UK. Okay, yeah, uh, they're, sure. They're just insanely good songwriters. I mean, it depends what you kind of like, because if you want the really showy, technical, um, you know, just mad kind of guitar work stuff, then I guess m- more serious bands like Symphony X. Um, mm absolutely phenomenal guitar work but then if you're into really well-written songs that don't necessarily have the same complexities then yeah bands like glory hammer twilight force um there's a band called fellowship who i've discovered recently and they're really good as well i tend to err on the uh, european side of power metal definitely yeah. um hammerfall hammerfall's early stuff is great i'm not so not so big on the new stuff it's gone a bit gone a bit uh, beige. <laughs> I do remember a couple of really cool Hammerheart songs from from a while back. I couldn't tell you the names, but I do remember that. Oh yeah, they've got some classics. <laughs> yeah, I should, that, that, I'm going to write that down there. I think I need to go, uh, d- you know, dive back down that road a little bit. You know, I just I just remember the last one I did I did like from like I might have been last year or the year before, but um, um, Unleash the Archers. I thought that was a pretty cool one. Is it? I guess that's not the most over the top power metal, but. I, power metal right yeah yeah i love those guys um stephanie the vocalist is absolutely incredible yeah yeah they're great i'm actually a bit sad because we're playing bloodstock festival in the uk next month and they were meant to play obviously they can't now because of the travel restrictions so Mm. yeah i was really looking forward to seeing them live yeah yeah that's one band that you know is going to put on a good live show with those vocals and yeah that would be a lot of fun definitely yeah yeah so okay what about so the black metal stuff was that you mentioned dot was that all like uh pretty early on too because for most people i feel like 
you know, it kind of takes a minute to, to get into black metal. Yeah, I mean, I think my, probably the case with a lot of people, my gateway band was Cradle of Filth. Okay. And at the time, Cradle of Filth had, who I mean, I guess they're not technically a black metal band, but um, they had a lot of pr- ma- sort of mainstream press in, in the UK. Uh, they were on the cover of like the big magazines and stuff. And obviously at the time, being sort of 15 years old and seeing these awesome looking photos of this band with this amazing imagery and stuff really drew me in. And then I think the thing that kept me there with Cradle of Filth was like the classic, classical elements of the mm. music. They're just so kind of musically intricate and well-written. I, I think of Cradle of Filth as like one of the most poetic extreme metal bands out right, there. Right, right. But obviously, um, in layman's terms, if we're talking like really broad terms, magazines like Kerrang would bill Cradle of Filth as black metal. And that would be where I discovered the term. And then I'd see this term sort of being used to describe these awesome looking bands with like cool corpse paint and spikes. <laughs> it's just, I was like, I'm sure most people were, I was drawn in by the imagery. For sure. And then I obtained a cassette copy of At the Heart of Winter by Immortal. Ooh. I mean, what a black metal album to start with. Yeah. And I listen to it all the time. It's still one of my most listened to albums. <laughs> and then that, you know, thanks to the internet and things, once you have a few band names, you can just search and search and search and find more and more and more. And obviously I started with the second wave, Norwegian black metal, Emperor, Immortal, um, Satyricon, all of those great bands. And then gradually decided to discover the more kind of underground stuff and the stuff where it really starts to go into different tangents and things and yeah it was uh it was a journey but i did get in quite young (laughs) yeah then it's just a never-ending journey from there what did you think about like i remember being a little yeah a little on the younger side and being so freaked out by it all because it all seems like you'd hear the stories and you know all the old mayhem stuff and i mean i don't remember exactly when this was for me but I probably, they might not have been as much online at the time. I mean, there probably was, I guess, but but I probably didn't look into it. I just remember being kind of, like you said, intrigued, like with Mm -hmm. the horror movies, but kind of scared. And I would put on like something and think, I don't know if I should even be listening to this. And then, you know, it grabbed me at some point from there. But what did you think about all that kind of crazy stuff? And when you first, was it something where you were like, I don't know about this or... Oh, definitely. I was kind of nervous about yeah. listening to Demistrius Don Satanus for the first time. I was a little bit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, you read these stories and when you're younger, you kind of interpret it as, wow, these guys really live and breathe this dangerous kind of mentality. They're all about actual death and yeah. like actual violence. And that is kind of a very daunting thing to read about. Um but at the same time, I guess, yes, yeah, similarly, as with like horror films and things, it also draws you in a bit. And uh, yeah, I, but I do remember being like a bit nervous the first time I listened to Mayhem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's nice. It's nice nowadays. We can uh, you get so much more variety with the black metal. You can kind of, you know, weed out the bad stuff, find the good stuff, you know, I mean. It's such a tough thing with black metal. Like I, I know, for, I'm sure for you, because I know, I know you're so, you're very outspoken, especially with Svalbard, and I'm sure you uh, have to, you know. I mean, it's tough. The black metal journey is tough. There's so many shitty people in the bands. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I don't know how many times I find a good black metal band, and then one of my buddies will tell me, 
that they, you know, hey, they, they are not a good band to be into, you know, and it's such a heartbreaking thing because it's just, it happens so much. And it's one of the things that's nice to have someone like you come along and it's like, you know, you know or at least you, you can, you're pretty sure, you know, you've got the right, uh, you know, stances and, and politics and, and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know exactly what you mean. Like, I always have to, um, you know, say when people are interviewing me, asking me about my influences with Noctual, and there are a lot of younger, newer black metal bands or a lot of un- un- more underground bands from a while back that inspired this, where, and I have to li- just just literally like do a background check on them before I mention them as yeah. an influence, because I've made mistakes before, you know, I've spoken about bands like Maguire. And then not realize the the racist connotations with that with the drummer in that band and and it all sort of, yeah you've got to be so careful about like what bands you promote and what you choose to to represent and it is a bit of a minefield but one of the things that I think is really nice that I've seen happening in the last over the last sort of five years is yeah like black metal bands with the complete opposite stance so bands like Dawn Raid from the UK here yeah. who are actually you know a anti-fascist black metal band and they're very left-wing and they're very outspoken and uh and it's just really great to see that they're these bands with the, with this message that's you know so different from what original black metal was about <laughs> yeah oh for sure that's what i'm saying it's it's nice nowadays i feel like there's so many options so if you don't want to listen to that stuff that maybe you grew up on and you realize, you know what, that's not, <laughs> it's not so good anymore. You can, it's so easy to just turn to something else. I, I, I really love that about music nowadays. I mean, it's, it's tough, like we were saying before, cause there's so much of it to get through a lot of it. And, but it is nice to have those options too, to just, to find something else. If something's kind of, uh, you know, problematic or it's not something that you agree with or want to support, it's so easy to find another band that you could just support. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And that's, yeah, it's really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what, um, so black metal, you got power metal. I mean, what, uh, what's the big stuff that you, like, is there any big albums you've been, like, listening to, like, this year or, or recently that, that you've been uh, really into? Oh, um, I've been really into, <laughs> it's so cheesy, the band Orden Ogen. They're a, they're a Swedish power metal band. They released an album this year called Final Days. And it's just, I mean, I'm a sucker for a well-written song and a great chorus. And the album is just Every single song is absolutely fantastic. So I've been really enjoying that.
been really enjoying the new, the new Gojira album. I know that's obviously a bit more um, mainstream and straightforward, but uh, it's just nice to with a band like that who continually just expand and they, you know, it still sounds like them. They still have their identity, but at the same time, you know, there's always new bits being new ideas and new sounds yeah. being thrown into the mix. Um, and the new Power Wolf album got released last week, and I've been really enjoying that. Again, it's just power metal. I mean, I, I do listen <laughs> to this stuff. It's just this is the stuff that I was, you know, listening to today. <laughs> yeah. And that's really, really good as well. Really epic, amazing vocals. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that Gojira album a lot. A lot of the people that I've been talking to, some of my friends, they weren't as into it. I guess, you know, I don't know, maybe because of some of the mellower parts to it and whatnot. But, um, you know, my, my favorite is, is still Mars from Mars to Mars to Sirius. But, you know, I really I really like this one. It's like a it's a little more. Yeah, of course, it's more commercial and easily accessible. But like I just I had I had a lot of fun with it. I still haven't seen them live, and I'm like really hoping to because I've heard really great things about them live. Do you know I've still not seen them live yet either? So I'm really hoping to get around to that soon once shows start again. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's every time I've heard someone t- talk about that, they, they make it sound like they're one of those bands that you got to see. And you know they're they're coming here, of course, in a few weeks. I'm going to be on vacation, so maybe another time. <laughs> <laughs> it's that thing it's so hard to plan like i've had it with svalbard when we're touring a lot and you see all these other bands on tour at the same time so like you never get to see their show because you're always, always playing a show as well <laughs> oh of course yeah 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 you know i was gonna ask too so i know that you did you know your album you've got the skyrim theme which i am i'm not a gamer i used to be and i just i'm so out of touch with it you know, from what I've talked to from people, I, I can I can totally get what you were doing with it and how it relates to black metal. And I really, I'm a big fan of like, I guess I'll use the word like, you know, having some type of lore or like, uh, you know, story to like an album. And I really think it fits with black metal. Like we were talking about, like with Immortal, you know, they've got their whole lore with, you know, everything that, you know, what's it called? Bless Year or however you say it. And or Tolkien themes and black metal or whatever it is, I really think it adds a layer to it. Like, how do you feel about that? Is that something that you enjoy in music or? Oh, absolutely. Like the law is, it's the story, it's the heart, it's what draws you in. And it's, to me, it's the same. It, it provides that level of escapism and that level of imagination that elevates the music from just music to almost like a soundtrack to a story that's playing in your head. Yeah. Um, that's why I feel that like um, RPGs like Skyrim and black metal go perfectly hand in hand because they're so rooted in high fantasy. And, you know, it's the same books like Lord of the Rings. It's just it's all kind of crosses over into this realm of like sort of dark, fantastical, imaginary worlds to explore. But, yeah, it's definitely like a huge part of it for me. Yeah, that's a that's a perfect way to explain why it's so cool. I think that's a good way to say with like the escapism part. I didn't really think about it like that, but that's exactly right. Like it, it just gives you something else to. Yeah, you feel like you're playing a movie, you know, in your head. I guess same goes for like a really good concept album, which you know can be hit or miss depending on the band. But I, I yeah, that escapism. It's nice to have in music sometimes. You just want to kind of put something on and be taken away, you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be taken on a, a journey outside of yourself and outside of your thoughts and into a kind of, I mean, it's, that's why people go to the movies. It's why people 
you right. know, play games. So it only makes sense to have that element in music as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. So what, um, as far as like, as far as the Skyrim theme goes and all of that, were you trying, like, again, I haven't played the game. So was it like, parts of the soundtrack or like getting the feeling of the the themes on the game or like what how exactly does that play into like how you wrote the album um well i wrote three of the songs before i actually decided to theme the album to skyrim and how it came about really naturally i was playing uh, the uk was in lockdown i lost my job so i had a lot more time on my hands I was playing a lot of PlayStation and I was playing a lot of guitar and it was only three songs in when I'd started recording these ideas down that I realized that the melodies and the songs that I was writing were being so hugely inspired by the game I was playing. Mm. And then as soon as I realized that it kind of unlocked a whole nother level of like potential of what I could do with these songs. And yeah, I just started. So they're all kind of, it's basically, it's like a, like a, the album is like a love song, one eight songs of love songs to my favorite bits in the game. And that's, again, and what I mean when I say a passion project. I didn't kind of try to have a thread going throughout the album. It's basically one song's about my favorite weapon in the game. One song's about my favorite dungeon in the game. One song's about my favorite character in the game. And it's just a celebration of all those different elements that make this my favorite game of all time. Um but also the original Skyrim soundtrack is one of my favorite pieces of music of all time. Mm. I listen to it even when I'm not playing the game. And that was hugely inspirational to me as well. Like not trying to, in terms of trying to replicate the melodies, but in terms of trying to get that same feeling that of like sort of hope and epicness, but also kind of bittersweet and, aggressive but sad like there's so much emotion to the original soundtrack i wanted to take that and put it into black metal <laughs> oh that makes a lot of sense yeah especially like thinking back to that's that's like kind of how i could you know describe the album like that like uh the hope but bleak and the i mean there's so much like you know oh, big moments or triumphant leads and soaring you know i, I love that in music i love that in, in like like what you're talking about like with bl- melodic black metal i love those kind of parts that can really just pick you up and be soaring but also you know you can feel the uh like with your album the emotion and and yeah you nailed it obviously just i mean i've never played the game and never heard the soundtrack but the way you're describing that that sounds that sounds like uh yeah perfect oh thank you (laughs) i love the i mean the leads that you do on this album are just yeah they're so cool the i mean the dueling leads i mean it sounds like you put a lot of time probably into that i'm not I, i play guitar but i've never you know, I've never tried to do anything with like um, harmonies and dueling leads and things like that. Is that, I'm sure that takes some time. Oh yeah, absolutely. That was probably the most, that and programming the drums were the most time consuming aspects of writing this album. And yeah, I will say I'm, I'm never the type of person who's just happy with the first idea that I come up with. So I'll work and work and work on one lead and then when I'm writing over the top of it, I will keep searching. That's that's how I describe creating like melodies and creating harmonies and stuff. It's like a constant searching feeling. And then as soon as you get the feeling in your heart, when you hit the two notes together um, or interlock the melodies and they meet perfectly in the middle, that's when you've got the riff. But it can take hours just to find one sometimes. <laughs> 
Well, it sounds great. I, I it's an it's an extra layer. I like I, to give it something to you know repeated listens. Like I feel like you can you start hearing those extra melodies and and what the guitars are doing and that adds a lot. So I yeah I just had to bring that part up. Oh, thank you. I, honestly, that's so so nice to me to hear people talk about my guitar leads because in Svalbard I so often get described as the singer and people. <laughs> sure completely disregard that I even play lead guitar in that band and so I feel like with Notchal this was a little way of me saying hey like look at what I can do on guitar and <laughs> yeah. know that someone noticed <laughs> for sure yeah it's, it's one of my favorite things about I mean the vocals are, are great too and so different than uh, with Svalbard I mean I love that different approach and I mean yeah just I gotta stop I hate when I'm doing interviews and I'm just <laughs> piling on too many compliments but just all great stuff but um Okay, one more question before I let you go. So I'm, this interview will be going with a normal episode, and we had a bit of like a discussion topic. Um, one of my uh, friends and, and hosts on the show, he had a, a his his kind of rant was about like how the metal scene responded to the pandemic last year. So he was like going off about how there wasn't enough content that was being put out, like not enough live stream stuff for the fans to 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 have hold of while you know there was nothing going on where he's a big drum and bass fan he was talking about how they were always putting out new music and doing stuff for the fans with little singles and this and that and uh we kind of debated it i was very against what he <laughs> what he was saying and, and and you know but what how do you think how do you feel about that do you think they're you know the metal the metal scene responded well during the pandemic and and did what they could you know or could there have been more i guess it's kind of a weird question and and but what do you think about that? Do you know what? That is a really interesting question and it's not something I'd ever considered. So while I disagree with what um, your friend said about metal bands not putting enough content out there, I think it's a really, it's nice to kind of um, have that brought to my attention, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I would say, I mean, a big difference between like drum and bass artists who are going to be active more is so much of what they create is based digitally anyway. Mm. Like I feel that, and so many drum and bass artists are solo artists as well. So it's like, it's a completely incomparable thing to say that they're, you know, were more proactive um, artists, electronic based artists were more proactive during the pandemic and giving more to their fans and stuff. And it's like, well, they're a completely, they don't rely on, four or five people being in a room rehearsing do they they don't rely and i think the thing the points i would raise uh we found it really hard um as as svalbard being a band during the pandemic because we don't live in the same city so we couldn't even see each other at all and we couldn't rehearse and it was really sort of um i think you when you lose all the elements that make you a band like playing live playing you know we've never played the songs from our latest album live yet mm. um when you lose those huge major elements you lose a lot of motivation and it becomes really hard to sort of just keep being a band and i would say that i would not be surprised if that applied to the majority of metal bands i think they were just fighting to survive they were just fighting to remain a band that talk to each other and remain a band that kind of can still write and things when it became very, if you're a band like Svalbard who writes in the room together, we couldn't write any new music. We couldn't do anything. And another factor to bear in mind is cost in that I know it's a really boring thing to say, but like live streams cost a lot of money and to do them well, 
costs a lot of money. And even then I feel I was very sort of uh, shy about the potentials of doing Svalbard live streams because I'm aware that when you sit and watch something on the screen, you're a million times more critical than if you're stood there in mm. the room. Like for me, a live gig is about that cathartic experience of like screaming the words, moving around, seeing other people that also share the same love of this band that you do. It's a it's a 3D experience. And I think as soon as you condense that and compress it, into a video on a screen you lose so much of what it's about and i just worried that i didn't want that to be the way we've debuted off you know um playing songs off our third album live for the first time um so yeah like i think it was very hard for anyone to be productive during the pandemic because it was such a big shock to anyone's system so to any artists that did release singles and did do live streams, I applaud them. But at the same time, I think just bands that stuck together, <laughs> that's enough for me. So Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned all those points from like from someone who's in a band, you know, your perspective, which because those are most of the points that I was mentioning, too. I mean, I, I've done many interviews during the pandemic. And for if you're a band and you're not in the same state, the same area. I mean, there was literally lockdowns where you weren't supposed to travel anywhere. So, you know, it makes so much sense that you would, you just, you can't do it. And I think that's why we're seeing so much music this year because everybody was probably coming up with ideas. And, and once they finally get that, got that chance to get together and, and, you know, put together an album, I, you know, there's just been so much music this year. I feel like we're seeing the results of everyone's work from last year and having to wait and, and, you know, and all of that. So I agree big time, but I, I, I thought it was a good question though. Cause I did think you raised some good points. Cause you know, there was some things with, you know, some of the bigger labels having to hold off on releasing, you know, albums, you know, cause they have to think about their money and, 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 you know, they have that whole angle. So you had some albums being held for a while and I know he was annoyed by that, but even that, you know, I mean, even, you know, metal labels, how much money are they even making, you know? So well, this I, is, I, you got to think about that too. Exactly. Yeah. And I completely understand holding off an album until a band can tour it because that's how the cycle works. You yeah. know, it, it's just, I mean, it's the same. It would be like, well, no, I suppose it's not the same. Nah, never mind. I was going to say like <laughs> uh, theatres, um, cinema people holding off big movies, but obviously they didn't have cinemas to available to put them in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree though. I mean, if you're a band, then uh, that's, what, that's basically how you do, you know, you depend on that live show and to get your stuff out there and, and, and sell your, your stuff on the road and, and all that. I mean, you have to pair it with that album release. I totally get that. It makes a lot of sense. So it's nice to see. It's nice to see finally. <laughs> finally, it looks like shows are, are, I haven't been to one yet, but I'm hoping soon. Do you have any, any shows that you've been to yet or that you're going to? Uh, no, I've not. So everything opened back up in the UK on Monday, yesterday. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't have anything booked um show wise because i think a lot of people it's all a bit it was very last minute so there mm. isn't stuff just waiting ready to go i believe that my first experience of live music again is going to be when we play bloodstock festival next month so oh wow well there you go that's a nice return <laughs> yeah yeah devon townsend so that's going to be great <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's awesome well Awesome. Well, you know, good luck with getting back out there and, you know, uh, with this new album. Like I said, I love it. And uh, I appreciate the talk and uh, 
good luck with the rest of the year and everything else. Hopefully, you know, I'll get to see you guys. I don't know. I, I didn't get to ask, but I mean, are you, are Noctua, are you going to be touring with that at all? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got our first show booked with Emperor. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, in May next year. Um, and it's got like, I've got crazy plans for the stage show. It's all going to be Skyrim themed. There may oh, be a nice. fake Skyrim machine. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really fun. I'm really excited to play Nocturne Live. Um, yeah, I would love to see that. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for the interview. It was really fun talking to you and I really enjoyed your questions. They were great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, like I said, I appreciate it. So yeah, have a good rest of the day and uh, good luck getting back out there. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. (laughs) 